Welcome back to another episode of Pewology. This is the show where the people in the pews get to do all the chatting, all the talking, all the stuff. And we've been in a series, we've been calling this Jailbirds. This is a discussion of incarceration stories. Good times, by the way. Good times. I think I said last time when we got together that it was the fourth episode. But I really, that one was the third episode. It's the fourth episode of the subject of Jailbirds, but it was your third, I think. This is your fifth. Yeah, this is my fifth. Yeah, but I think I said the one on... it's weird. I think that on the one I we dropped recently that was the third. I think I called it the fourth, but really it's the fourth in the series. It's a whole mess. But ultimately, this is the the fifth. These are long. These are stories, bro. Fifth story from from Dave. Good times. All right, so we're back up in Santa Rosa. Is that the deal? Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa is a maximum security. State penitentiary, state penitentiary here in Florida, widely known as one of the harder places to do your time. And you did how many years in Santa Rosa? Um, Santa Rosa, I, I think Santa Rosa, a year and a half. Oh, that's not okay. okay. Yeah, just one time, Santa Rosa, year and a half. Yeah. Definitely the hardest run of all the incarceration you've done. Definitely. Yeah, I, I mean. <clears throat> Maybe maybe it's just me. Like, uh, but it was diametrically different than the other spots you stopped off at. Well, just one example. <laughs> I mean, how long was how long were you there till you were like, oh, this place is different. First day, first day. It feels so dark there. Like really? it, it feels. Um. <laughs> I mean, honestly, those pictures don't. That, 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 looks, go, that looks nicer than looks it actually like, is. Looks like a county jail. It's yeah. it's not. It's not even that nice. All right, so first day of your year, what was your first day like? Um, I just couldn't. All right, so when I went to court, my because you know I went to court in Orange County, Osceola, then Orange County. Okay. So both judges put each judge put in my sentencing when I when I pled out that they a recommendation to DLC to house me in the region. Of Central Florida okay. to keep me local, so they both put the recommendation in. The judges did. Then I get to prison in Orlando. The classification. I explained to them. They said, "Okay, we'll put the notes in the computer. We'll keep you local." Then I'm waiting to get shipped off. The local bus comes. They don't call my name, and I'm just thinking, like, maybe they're gonna keep me here at Orlando. Yeah. Then the North Florida bus comes and they call my name, and I'm like, "There's got to be a mix-up." So they, I, I go as far as you can get, pretty much. Yeah, and you're um, almost in Alabama at that point. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just knew about Santa Rosa, and I'm hey, just but, hold on, like, go slow. Like, there's no really, there, there's no real appeal process, right? It's not like you can go talk to somebody. They're like, no, we don't freaking care. No, nobody cares. They don't care where you're going. When, when, but when you were told that they were to keep you low. Yeah. What do you think? With what do you think the mix-up was? Or you think there wasn't mix-up? That the judges put a recommendation that 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 means nothing. Oh, okay. It's a recommendation. Yeah, it's a recommendation. When you're incarcerated, your property of the state. Yeah. Like I belong to them. Yeah. It doesn't matter what a recommendation is. Yeah. So I get to Santa Rosa and I'm just like, man, like. Like the side that the dorm you get to is known for 
new people while they get classified and sent to. But the other side of the compound of the same, uh, the annex, the other side, the the name they gave is the dark side. The dark, it's like the. Dark. It's literally like that sounds ominous. <laughs> it's or racist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I, I'm, I'm sure it means like it's very. It's a bad. reference to character and behavior. Uh, well, I would say it's more life sentences than not life sentences. Like uh, like where the the first dorm I was in when I got they they made me a permanent on the dark side. Mm. Like I, I was in in my dorm, like the kid who slept across from me, he's like twenty one with a hundred and sixty years plus like forty five years probation. Something to where if he gets an appeal. And gives and gets time taken off. He still has to do all his probation. What was what was drug that? charges? And drug he, charges. He, he, and he's he, in for 140 years. He lost trial and they maxed him out consecutive. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And um, like this guy, two life sentences. This guy, three. This guy, he's been here for 40. Like <clears throat> mostly drug charges or any, no, any no, oh, crazy. Just stuff? that one specifically stood out because the amount of time for you're like, why are you here? How many people did you murder? And you're, he's like, no, nah, it was Coke. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going around asking that question, but no? I, I sit is that, back Is that completely inappropriate to be like, hey, man, what'd you do? I think it depends who's asking. Really? Yeah. Like, what? Hmm. Did you ever ask? I would want to know. I'd want to know immediately. That'd be my first question. Like, what'd you do? Like, I'd feel like there would be a bonding thing. Like, hey, man. I'd be volunteering my information. No, no. I th- I think is it almost like inappropriate, almost like a faux pas of sorts, in a way, because mm. it, it can probably come off and uh, not mind your business. Like, try anybody to- tell you they were innocent? No, I, I, <laughs> I don't. Uh, that I could think of, not that comes to to my mind when I think about it. No, yeah. but. but here's i'm I'm listening to um a story today on rogan about a guy that did i don't know like 20 30 years for a crime he didn't commit and the way they're talking about the prison system i mean it was not a good thing like it was horrible and they were talking about all the injustices and stuff but i'm thinking i'm thinking okay yeah through the lens of a guy who's in there innocently but if you're in there and you've chopped up five people, like, okay. To me, I'm like, uh, I think the general public is like, eh, if it's bad, it's kind of meant to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I just think some of the some of the way they handle it is not necessary. Right. Like they already got taken off the streets, taken from the family, they committed a crime, they're paying for it. Yeah. You don't have to like mentally torture people yeah and like you know i don't know like how long how long i mean how long are you there till you're like holy this is crazy um well it was it's crazy when i got there for me because you get off the bus like you get off the bus and you're like oh no that that bus when you find out it's crazy is orlando when you get there they they make an example right like my first day getting off the bus Mm mm-hmm you get off the bus, everybody gets naked. Okay. Two line of men, uh, maybe like 20 people each facing each other, you get naked. And uh, then they give you like boxes to put on. 
And the officer inside, that, outside, outside, outside. Yeah. And the officer, I would say he's maybe five, two. Okay. Not a, not a, not a big imposing guy, but his authority is, is big. He's eight feet tall. And so he, like the first day, as soon as we got off the bus, he said, when I call your name, speak up like a man, not like a bitch. The first guy that he called, he said, yes, sir, but not loud enough. He knocked him out. Just straight. Just knocked him out. And he was like, like I said, speak up like a man. And I'm just like. Are you handcuffed? No. But you're not going to hit back. You're not going to defend yourself. There's like 20 officers here. Yeah, just waiting. Hoping. Hoping that you you cross the line. So Orlando is. Just knocked him right out on the concrete. Yeah. Wow. Um, Do you think that happens a lot just because like when you. I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. Guard, law enforcement, political person, teacher, pastor. It doesn't matter. If you give someone absolute authority, it just corrupts us at our core. Like at some core level, you do that to anybody and they will abuse it. You think that's the deal? For sure. Yeah. Okay. I would say um, for correctional officers, there's good apples. Really? Majority probably bad. Really? Ran into mostly bad apples. They they don't know how to handle that much. They go on. They step in those gates, and it's a different world. It's yeah. their world. Do, do you ever like look at it through their lens though, where you're like, yeah, but this this guy is it possible that you look at it through that lens where you go, this guy's been dealing with freaking mentally insane people, real legit murderers. He should work somewhere else. Real, oh, Instead just, of knocking like, him hey, out you for, not, for this job, you don't knock yeah. him out because he didn't speak yeah. up loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Um, or same thing. Orlando's when they really try to get their point across. Okay. So I guess I get they claim to like prepare you for prison. Mm. But like I, I, same thing. The first time when I when I got to Orlando, I seen a kid when you when rec is over, you line up in dorm by order, whatever. Everything is like very precise. You have to. Do it exactly how they say. And I seen he had to be like 20, a young, a white boy. He took off um, or he took his glasses out of his pocket, his sunglasses. He like flicked him, put them on. And an officer, for no reason, he can't like you can have these. Mm-hmm. He came and said, hey, that was pretty cool. Take, take them off and put them back in his pocket. He said, do it again. He flicked it. He said, do that for 10 minutes. And for no reason, for 10 minutes, he made him stand there and just keep putting his glasses back on. Take them off. Put them back on. This is in Orlando? Yeah. Oh. For, for, for nothing. Or if somebody would get caught talking, I've seen one time where they like beat the shit out of him. Yeah. He was giggling mm-hmm. and they, they were like, we'll give you something to laugh about. And they like wow. three or four officers like beat the shit out of him on the ground. Mm-hmm. Or they'll give you a broom till you sweep the sun off the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So you sweep until the sun is down. Like... I don't get how this is <laughs> correcting yeah. these mistakes. Yeah. Um, They're just trying to like, what, get you to a place of like total compliance, like a total like, like. I'm sure. Just give up mode almost. Yeah. Like, wow. Uh, I don't know. But I mean, are there guys that are pretty, um, are there some that are pretty defiant even on the way in that are like. Like, are there guys that are, they're met with that response from the guards and they're like, okay, I, I'm ready to do battle. Like, I'm going to lean in. Um, eventually. eventually. I've never seen somebody feel like that Day one. first getting there. Mm. 
I think most people. But over time, either they've been there before, so they know what to expect, right? And they're just gonna, all right, we'll get through this. Yeah. Or people who don't know are not trying to fuck up today. Yeah, yeah. they're just trying to get through. <laughs> like one of the times, I don't remember where I got transferred to, but when I got there, it's like such a long process when you first get to prison, and I'm just sitting there. You're like freezing cold in boxers for like. I don't know. I don't know how many hours. Forever. And I'm sitting there. I glance back at the lock, uh, at the clock, and the officer said, you got somewhere to go? <laughs> he caught me peek at the clock. I said, no, sir. He said, stand up. I forget what he, he said something like very slick. Yeah. Um, since, since you don't have nowhere to go, go ahead and get that broom. And just have me continuously sweep for maybe an hour. I don't know. Even if it's clean, start over. Just sweep again. Because I looked at the clock. <laughs> So now, now you just want to sit there and not do anything yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, so back to your question for Santa Rosa. Yeah. I would, I think it was maybe my third day there. <clears throat> we were, it's super militant, like mm. very strict. There's, um, there's lines like down the walkway, there's lines on any other prison I've been to before that you have to walk on the line. Mm-hmm. At Santa Rosa, for whatever reason, you have to walk on the side of it. Mm-hmm. You're out of line if you walk on him on the line. other side. Okay. But they have a gun tower in the middle of the compound. And I was coming from eating and I hear the officer at the gun tower. He's holding like, like an M16. And I hear him yelling. And the closer I get, I, I just hear him saying hallelujah. So when I get close enough, I hear him. He's praying that an inmate would do anything so he could shoot them in the head. And I'm just like, this this is home. Like, this, I just got here. Yeah. This is what home is going to be like. Like, I believe him that if he had the chance, mm. he, he'll take that shot. Mm. Um, wow. So I was like a couple of days in. You ever, see, you ever see any of the guards shoot at anybody? No. No. They definitely, they have gun ranges, like, right outside. Yeah. You'll hear the shots fired all day, practicing. Uh, I've seen them, like, beat the shit out of people before, but not, not yeah. with guns. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Mm. So, first day, you're already, it's pretty militant. It's pretty, but it's orderly. Did, does that give you any, like, um, does it give you any assurance at all, though, because of the, the level of, like, rigid, orderly, like, keeping everybody in line kind of aspect? Does that give you any sense of, like, okay, well, at least I know what I'm going to get, and it's, like, very structured? Not even close. Not even close. Every He's like, no. Nope, mo- mo- multiple times a week, the helicopter came for either somebody killed somebody or somebody committed suicide or the helicopter would come because it's somebody's close to dying mm. um so a lot of like inmate fighting yeah a lot of like like if the police do it if the police do something somebody they'll put them in confinement after until they heal like i've, I've seen i've seen i i don't want to keep getting like too far ahead yeah but in, there was one officer i worked for that if you mess up he'll give you the option to go to confinement or let him punch you like, let him punch you in the face. And the the kid, he took the punch. So the officer told him, put your hands behind your back. And he punched him. He broke his jaw. And they put, in, they put him in confinement until he healed. Like, mm. like or I will, 
I've seen them beat people up for and tell them, <clears throat> we'll listen to your phone call. If you tell anybody, you'll you'll go missing. Wow. <laughs> like, if they hurt you, they'll just hide you. Yeah. And if you're in confinement, you can't make no phone calls. Yeah. If you write a letter, they read your letter before it goes out. So the so the best plan in your mind at this point, knowing what you know, is just like, dude, do not make waves. Keep your head down. Don't talk to anybody. Don't even look a guard in the eye. That's your plan, basically. <laughs> like, probably anything you say, I'll have a story for it. <laughs> but reckless eyeballing... <laughs> Is a thing called is reckless a thing eyeballing? In prison. Really reckless like eyeballing? Like staring at a police, you're reckless eyeballing. Uh, I'm not saying I can't speak for other people wherever they've been, yeah. but I've been places where reckless eyeballing was that's, serious. That's yeah. Because it's like a lose lose situation. If you don't look at them, it's like disrespectful. But then if you stare at them, <laughs> if you look at them too long, you're like you're, plotting something. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So. It's not long till you're freaking overwhelmed. How long is it? I mean, what's the craziest thing you see? Um, I mean, when when the officer broke that boy's jaw, it was pretty wild. That was pretty crazy. You were um, close? Yeah, I was working with him. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're in a work detail. That was when I got to the work camp. Okay. Um, what the guy did? Oh, what the, the craziest guy do, thing? What did I do to, to get the option of break your jaw or go to the hole i think he got caught like picking up cigarettes uh, okay. off the ground yeah. uh, um the craziest thing i've seen um twice i seen somebody get their their throat sliced by the raisin man yeah oh my god um died yep one time was they owed somebody money and they were in the the commissary line to buy food okay but but they owed other somebody else money, and he's trying to buy food for himself. So in front of the police and everybody, the guy was ready doing life. Just yeah. walked up behind him, sliced his throat, and then put his hands behind his back to to just to get cuffed. Yeah, because he's got no. He don't. It's a, it's he don't like care. the principal. Yeah, he um, don't care at that point. What? The other time was does uh, he stay in the prison? Uh, uh, he would have to go to the county jail probably for a new charge. Yeah, get new I mean, charges. He, he, just killed somebody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, new charge, and then who knows what after that. You didn't see him again? No. No. Um, and the other time, because uh, the work camp is where cigarettes are like endless, mm. but at the annex, it's much harder to get. Mm. Nobody leaves. So yeah, to get it, probably a, a better chance that an officer's bringing it. Yeah, officer's bringing it in. But, um, there was no cigarettes, really, like for sale on the, the compound, and somebody had some and wouldn't like share or sell any. <clears throat> they killed him on the rec yard. Wow! Yeah, with a knife. Yep. Oh my gosh! And then the guy who slept next to me, <clears throat> the dorm right next to ours was the the psych dorm. Okay. And he was like that a, sounds like a good time. Well, he he was like a trustee for the psych okay. Every day he would come back. Man, I got another story for you today. Or man, somebody else killed themselves today. Wow. So they're they're the new thing that they would do because uh, they can get razors. Yeah. Like trustees or other people will sell them razors if they have money for it. And instead of like they slice their wrist, blood will be all over. 
the officers make their rounds every so often. They'll look inside. They'll see blood. You know, they'll stop it. So they would sit on the toilet and slice their nuts off to let the blood drain into the toilet. <sighs> because if the officer walks by and looks in the window, they see somebody on the toilet, they keep keep going. They would slice them off and try to get it over with. Like the man will come come back like his clothes, like like blood on it. He'll have to go clean up the blood. He'll come let me know. <laughs> but the helicopter would come like multiple times a week to come pick somebody up. Why didn't they just leave in the name? What's up with the helicopter? Like a... Like an emergency vet yeah. kind of thing? Like to get him to a hospital. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yep. That's pretty wild. A lot of, like, um, a lot of, like, gang stuff, like group violence. Like, like did you, have, you had to pick a group to be a part of? No. And, like, I think that's more common in the, like, youth offenders, mm. like the youth prison. I, I never went to a youth prison, but from what I heard, that it's, like, they don't give you a choice. Like the kids yeah. in the prison. They're like, you're going to, you're going to pick a side or they're going to like extort you and right. torture you. <sighs> but nothing's forced, but it is a lot of gang stuff in a prison. Yeah. Could, do you kind of know pretty quickly who's running the show from an inmate standpoint? Mm-hmm. So like when you're there, you're there within like a day or two and you're like, Oh, this is the guy who's kind of like. But I mean, for me, I'm, I'm familiar with with this kind of stuff. So I'm saying, for I don't know, somebody, somebody for driving on habitual suspended license, that's a felony. I don't know if it is anymore, but that's a felony. If they go to prison for that, like somebody who's not into the things I used to be into, yeah. might not be able to tell. Yeah. But really quickly, it's pretty evident who's kind of running the. Yeah the show oh my gosh all right any like you're there uh, you you do any time in the hall no 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 time in the hall nope i think the one oh for the the guard check that i told you we'll get to that the one time oh yeah um so i did get uh a dr is what it's called when you disciplinary yeah report report um mm-hmm. is what you'll get to go to confinement but Santa Rosa, they had a, I forget what they called it, but you'll get like a 30 day punishment where every morning you line up at the gun tower and the officers will tell you what to do after that. No matter if it's like pick weeds, do push ups, whatever they feel like it's, it's a lady that's, I don't know, maybe like five foot tall. Okay. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold. So you line up every morning at the guard shack. And then However, they, she feels she tells how to do something that day. For yeah. how long? Whatever she wants. But does it go all day usually? Is it like an no, hour? No, I think usually like an hour. But, but like, what if you're a big fat guy and she tells you to do push ups? You're going to try. You're going to try. Okay. Like, she can't force you to do something you can't physically do. Yeah. But, um, or maybe she'll still try to force you. But, uh, so this short lady and just. She has like three huge guys behind her. So, you know, she's calling the shots. If you don't listen to what she says, they'll they'll handle it. What do you think? Does she like her job, you think? I think she enjoys what she gets to do. Mm. Uh, people around? Yeah. So is she is she like a troll? Is she extremely unattractive? Ugh. Yeah. 
And she's definitely the type to like get in your face and like push those buttons. Right. So we went and there's only a few of us this day. And um, I just wasn't. I, I had my my moments where I just didn't really care. Right. Like uh, like I said, like a lot of times I, I like to be by myself. Mm-hmm. So and I can't get game time taken away. Um, cause I had to do a hundred percent of my time. Okay. So confinement didn't sound too bad a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. Um, so she, there was maybe like five of us one morning and she tells us that we're going to march, march, we're going to march around for a while. And, um, it's five people. Yeah. Marching. She told us we're just going to march in circles. And I just told her, I was like, not me. Like, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to march. She's like, she, you know, gets real close. She was like, oh, you're going to march. I was like, I can't do it. And uh, she was like, well, why can't you? And I was like, well, I got a medical issue. She said, so if I look in your medical history, it'll say that. And I was like, well, I, when I got to prison, I didn't think to let them know I won't be able to march. Yeah. Um, Because that, from in my opinion, that's like for the, the youth prisons. That's what they do. Yeah. I was like, I'm an adult in adult prison. I didn't think I'd be marching, but I can't march for you. Yeah. And she was like, uh. Just being like very nasty. Yeah. And um she was like, Well, we'll try. So I just walked in circles. I just didn't I didn't feel like it. I just didn't care. Yeah. I woke up in that kind of mood that day. Yeah. And um she just like, Give me your information, whatever, wrote my stuff down and she said she's gonna take care of it. So I'm like, All right, I leave. And um I heard from people saying that they don't do attendance to see who shows up in the mornings. So I quit going. I just stopped showing up in the morning. Um, I didn't show up for maybe two weeks. And then somebody ran in the dorm that day and said uh, they were taking attendance. So I ran out there and it was like 20 people this day. When they knew that she was actually paying attention, who was there? She, a whole bunch of people was there. And I see her look around. She said, there's my friend. He knows how to march. <laughs> to, me. <laughs> to me, she said, show them how to march. And I was like, I got you today. <laughs> I'll march for you. And I went out there and marched for a while. <laughs> it's a good day today. I'll do it. <laughs> Marching like a good soldier that day, huh? Yeah. Mm. Oh, but I don't know her too. I've seen her slap people before. Like they just, they know if she slaps somebody and they react, these guys behind her are going to beat them to sleep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a losing situation. They dare you to cross her. Yeah. What about, um, I think most people that are thinking about prison, especially long-term sentences and stuff, they're thinking, well, does, does that become, does some weird kind of like sexual culture stuff pop off in that situation? You said people with long sentences? I'm saying that if you're going to prison, it's not like you're in county jail. And so prison is, is a different deal. It's like a different world. It's hard to explain to somebody who's never been in a prison before. Not that I've done any overnights in a prison. But if you've been in a prison, it feels – it's 100% different to me than being down at like Simpson Road or 33. It's just a different environment. Like yeah. There's a – it's like another world and everybody – like the rules don't apply anymore. Do you know what I'm saying? There's mm-hmm. this whole new set of rules, and the old rules don't apply. Nothing's the same. It's just wild. I don't know how to explain it. But I'm saying I think a lot of people looking at 
from what they see on TV or what they see in movies, they think, well, it's a, that's a different world. And I think a bunch of weird sex stuff starts popping off between the, the prisoners. Is that your experience? Um, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on in prison. Really? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of. Let me think what words would be appropriate, but <laughs> if I say anything appropriate, just cut it out. <laughs> but like, there's feminine God. guys with like their shirts tied up, openly gay, right? And a lot of them are in relationships like openly with other inmates. Mm. Like these guys will kill another inmate about this other guy. With his shirt tied up. So there's guys in there that are basically taking the role of like a, a wife or a or a date. Yeah. And the other guys that are trying to pursue this pseudo woman, um, you try to pursue the wrong one that's connected to the wrong guy, you could end up in a a battle over a fake girl. Yeah. Huh. That sounds like an exciting time. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Late at night, when everybody's sleeping and the lights are off, if you see, I don't know what term to use, but I don't want to just keep saying the guy with his shirt tied up. Okay. Let's, <laughs> let's call him, let's call him the her. All right. Yeah. You see her. If her goes to the bathroom yeah. and shortly after somebody else goes to the bathroom, don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, simple as that. Just like, mind your business. Yeah. Wait till they come back out. Yeah. Everybody just kind of knows, like, this is, it's going down. Yeah. Uh, it's weird because it seems like if you're, like, a super flamboyant gay dude, getting a three, five, ten-year sentence at a prison with a bunch of guys that don't have any other options <laughs> seems like that would be almost like like a trip to Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is that I mean, do they do they just walk around all day like they're on cloud nine? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, hey, this is my it's like a like a camp I mean, that's trip like for if, me. if I went if I got put into a woman's prison. Right. Like, dang, pack it up, why? Like let, let me stay a little longer. <laughs> like I guess. But yeah, there's a walk on the rec yard holding hands. Really? Yeah. Walk around talking, holding hands? Yeah. Really? Any of the dudes, but are any of the dudes that are like, do you think any of the dudes with the gay guys, do you think any of those dudes are just like temporarily entertaining themselves and they'll go back to like a heterosexual lifestyle when they leave? I know people who've done that. Yeah. 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 Because they probably think they don't personally know anybody here. Nobody would know. Yeah. Or maybe they'll try to do stuff secretly. Mm. Um, but it's probably plenty. I <clears throat> I know people who have went to jail for not a long time and have done that. Yeah. So they're just secretly into certain things. Huh. Wow. When you're there at the in Santa Rosa for the 18 months or whatever, um, do they offer you guys any opportunities for like education? Any opportunities for like um, support groups, recovery groups, Bible studies, any of those yeah. things? Yeah? Mm-hmm. You take advantage of any of that? No. 
Good. Sounds good. I uh, mentally just wanted to be left alone. Yeah. I didn't care about any of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Is it just like almost like it's like when you start talking about it, it almost sounds like you. It sounds I don't, I don't know what metaphor to give you, but it sounds like you almost like took a deep breath, went underwater and was like, I just got to hold tight until I get to the other side. Um, I think I was just depressed. Yeah. Like there's things that, that I don't remember, but, um, like when, when, the when my, my friend died, mm. when I was in the county jail after that, two of my roommates, I thought they were making it up, but two of my roommates had said before that, that I would wake up in the middle of the night, like screaming or like mm. in my sleep scream. Mm. Or like wake up like crying or sweating or something. I don't remember it. I thought they were making it up because yeah. I thought I don't know. But then I heard from somebody I don't even know when I got to prison that they were friends with somebody I was friends with that they called home and told her like like you should be worried about him like he's he's having a rough time <clears throat> and I don't remember I yeah. don't remember that but I just know. I just wanted to be left alone. Did you feel like you were losing it mentally while you're in there? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Like you, you're like you're aware enough to know that you're at the edge of not being aware anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a weird place to be in life, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I kind of, I think I blocked out because it was such an extremely bad situation I went through to get put into another bad situation. So I think I kind of blocked out sometimes the situation that happened Mm. and worried about the prison I was in. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. It was just too much to fully dealt with the past kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. That's nuts. Do you ever meet anybody in there that you uh, you kind of became friends with? Um, I had when I got to the work camp at Santa Rosa. Somebody I worked with was from St. Pete. Mm. Um, we were pretty cool, and I've met up with him one time since I've been out. Oh, really? Six years. Wow. And that was just like uh, maybe six months ago, so I didn't see him for. Quite a while. Oh wow! But <clears throat> similar time frames, you guys were in there. Yep. Yeah. And um. Besides that, no. Yeah. So one person in eighteen months. I mean, you would say you've made a genuine connection with. Yeah. Like honestly, as crazy as it sounds, between both times I went to prison, the um, I would say there's like besides him, maybe four people that I were pretty cool with that, you know, in the same dorm with speak to on a regular, just, mm-hmm. um, that I just kind of, we just got along. Yeah. Okay. And besides him, the other four are all back in prison for murder. Crazy. I, I don't know. Wow. It's like, um, I don't know. Like, all of them, different time frames within like a year of getting out, each one of them all went to prison for murder. You know, you, you, the whole time you're in there, do you have any moments, though, where you feel like, 
Um, you have any spiritual moments? Like any like, oh man, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray. I don't think I. I think I went more towards a darker place. Like a, mm. I didn't really know what I believed in. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think so. No. No. Just like trying to get through it. Um. I would just think that like a run like that. I mean, you're kind of fortunate. Because when you got out, you you have a pretty good family support system and friends support system um, that was available to you. And then with family-owned businesses and stuff, you had avenues for employment. Mm -hmm. But a lot of those guys that you were probably in there with, dude, a lot of people are coming out with no real options. Yeah. I don't think people realize that. They're, you're a felon. It's like you have very, very I mean, little options. <clears throat> I think that's why the st- statistics are so high. Like, uh, yeah. Recidivism rate is so crazy. For me, based on like, I forget how they calculate it, but like if you have gun charges, if you've been arrested this, like a certain amount of times, for me at the point I'm at, there's like an 85% chance I would have been back to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think most people... It's much more likely for them because they don't have the opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i pretty confident my mind was made up anyways. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I just washed my hands with a lot of things and left certain things alone. But I definitely am fortunate. Yeah, I think you got to be I think you got to look at it. I think you got to be wise enough to step back and look at it from like a. A thankfulness standpoint, because mm-hmm. like, I think most of the guys would have said that, it, it, whether they believed it or not. I think most guys would say, "No, I'm never coming back here. I'm never doing this again. I'm leaving this back, turning over a new leaf, all those things." But when you have no options and there's no path forward, you can stall out pretty quickly. Yeah. And so to have a support network that loves and cares about you and gives you a, a path, that, it, like. It's hard to know what would happen if you didn't have that path. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like hard to not to judge, you know, somebody else's story and somebody else's I agree. experience. You're right. It's like, dude, you know, you get left with no options and all of a sudden you find yourself in some pretty dark places. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> well, I went to the work camp after. Right. To the Santa Rosa work camp. And um, so... The guy I worked with, he was, it was very simple. We would go, like, I think, like, a city work crew, pretty much, mm-hmm. but I worked for an officer. It was from, like, 8 in the morning to maybe 2 p.m. Okay. Not long days, five days a week. And How much you making? Like, money? Yeah. The three meals a day they feed us. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't get paid anything? No. A lot of t- A lot of times in prison, they pay you. Probably different states, possibly. Yeah, different states. So it's like 13 cents an hour. Like, I don't people, people what you get that. paid cents an hour. What you get paid is a percent off your time. Uh, you get and you're not getting any time off. Not me. So you're just going to work for work. Yeah. You don't get commissary money or anything? No. I go to work to not go to confinement. Because if I don't work, I'll go to confinement. Oh, okay. But I don't get anything what from kind it. of work? Um so we've done majority like landscaping, but for I don't know, for at least a few months, once a week, we would do roadkill. Just pick up raccoons. Drive around or the city, whoever has called in, like an animal on the side of the road, 
will go around and find like roadkill, but some have been there for so long, Ooh. it'll like fall apart. You're like picking it up and then we'll have to bury it. <laughs> it was. Do you bury it where it lies or do you, do you take it somewhere? Like if it's on the side of the highway, maybe like six feet out, oh, okay. dig a hole. Just dig a hole and bury it. Just a couple people. like deer out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. A couple people there. with shovels and just try to carry it over. But um, mostly landscaping. But Maybe some archaeologist <clears throat> like 400 years from now, and they'll just be this long string of deer. And they'll be like, oh, this is where a highway <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> well, so one day they they called me to help out um, with a like a civilian crew mm. that they were they were building a handicap park mm. and they had a whole bunch of inmates there working on it so they called me to come fill in to come help and i went and at this point in time i only knew pest control <laughs> drugs is that like it's the only You're limited limited in your skill set <laughs> yes but i'm a hard worker okay. naturally so the guy tells me to go get like maybe a circular saw and at this time i don't know so i tell him well, tell me what it looks like. I'll go get it. And he just, you don't know what it looks like. I'm like, no. But if you tell me, I'll go get it. He's like, just get the fuck out of here. You're useless. Yeah. Like, all right. So I go help. Some people are like carrying wood back and forth. I go help them the whole day. Yeah. Move wood. We get back. I don't know. But he tells the sergeant, I refuse to work. And that I was disrespectful on something else. And what I just told you happened is what happened. Yeah. I, I I didn't do anything. Yeah. It's just I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah. So like a couple of days later, they called me out early to go with a different group. And I don't know what happened. So the group they have me go out with is known as the punishment crew. And this is for oh. DOT. They go out from six in the morning to six at night. Um, four days a week. Um, so they called me t- for the punishment crew and I asked him like, why am I going with him? He's like, just, we just need your help there today. Like, all right. And a couple of days later, and this guy is one of the guys that puts their hands on people. Yeah. Again, he's maybe five, two bald head, Napoleon. always huge mouthful of dip. Yeah. Does not play. And, um, literally strictly work. If you're getting some water, as soon as like you take that sip, get back to work. He don't he don't care. Yeah. So <clears throat> a couple of days later, they call me back to go with him. And it just starts to get me anxious because it happened a few times to where it was like bothering, messing with my sleep because yeah. I wouldn't know who they're going to call me to go work with. So finally, I went to him and I was like, listen, I don't know what the deal is, but if you're going to make me keep working with, with him, just make it permanent because yeah. then I know where I'm going. And he said, well, the situation is, and he explained to me, the guy said I refused to work. And I was like, okay, it's not what happened, but that's fine. So he told me for 30 days, I'm going to be on the punishment crew. So I'm like, deal. <clears throat> After 30 days, like I said, I'm naturally a hard worker. Yeah. After 30 days when my time was up, the guy, the, the, the sergeant was like, so your time would be up, but he said he likes you and he wants to keep you. <laughs> For six months. <laughs> I was with this guy for six months. Six months on the road crew? Yeah. With the, the punishment crew for oh. six months. And like, so like he. Does it make the time go faster? It's just like I laugh at so much things, but but I think it's because in my mind, it's like unrealistic. Like I can't. So I think it'll make the time go by because. 
certain things were like such a curveball or so shocking. Like, like one time I'm weed whacking around an electric pole. I didn't notice there's a live wire in the ground. Yeah. And it hit the weed whacker. Yeah. And the power was so strong, I flew off my feet. Yeah. Like I flew a few feet back. I couldn't breathe. I was trying to catch my breath. I'm sitting on the ground and he came and he's like, what the fuck are you doing on the ground? And I tell him, I was like, I got electrocuted. Like my heart is like racing. I'm trying to catch my breath. He was like, you're not dead. Get the fuck up and get back to work. <laughs> like, or another time where, <laughs> where we, he has me put on like these waist high water pants or whatever uh-huh. and tells me to get in the pond and cut these weeds is what he called them on top of the water. So I'm cutting it with the weed whacker. And when I'm almost finished with the pond, they're all, they're called elephant ears. Yeah. You know what that is? Yeah. You know what the inside is like? No. Okay. So when I get done, I'm like, so it's like fiberglass inside. Uh, and my whole arms are like hives and like burning. And he, I see, I look at him, he's laughing. <laughs> and he said, he said, those right there are elephant ears. <laughs> like, so like this was a purpose. He said, yeah, I want you to, to, uh, whatever he said, like to learn about them today. And, um, he said, next time you're going to cut them, lather up with some sunscreen and it'll like block your pores. So for like hours, it's just like burning, itching. I couldn't get it to go away. Like you can see like shiny, like fiberglass oh, on your skin. And God. it was like intentional. And then one day we're done working. He shows us. He's like, you see this whole tree line right here? That's all poison ivy. We're coming here tomorrow to cut it. And same thing. He was like, we're just going to lather up with sunscreen and you guys will be all right. And I got to the point that day when we got back, um, I took a sledgehammer and I just smashed my ankle like repeatedly until it swelled up and like was bruised pretty good. And then the next morning I went to the gate, told them like I got injured coming off my bed and they let me stay in. They let me stay in for the day. And to where another time, I can't remember what it was, but it was something similar. I took a sledgehammer again and just went to work on my hand. Just like <laughs> my hand was like bruised. Oh, it, it didn't get bruised. It started to swell. But I could feel how painful it was. And the next day when I woke up, it looked like nothing was wrong with my hand. But I could feel the pain and it made me still go to work. Because you can't see there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But I just like beat the shit out of my hand with a hammer. Oh, <laughs> like, my gosh. Was, I'm just thinking like, I got to. I got to try to get out of this. Oh, my gosh. And you're seeing somebody every weekend from home? Mostly. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. What are those conversations like? Do you look forward to them, or is it almost like a burden? Um, <clears throat> It was good. I mean, you know what the girl is coming for. Yeah. Uh, but when my family would come, um, Journey and Dalen were both born three months after I got arrested. Mm-hmm. So my, my family would bring them to see me. Oh, okay. So that was nice. Yeah. Cause it's not like you're holding a conversation. Not like you have to be a conversationalist. You're like, Hey, I'm seeing the kids. That's nice. Yeah. I don't really recall what the conversations were like. I don't <laughs> think that's really, I know I wasn't telling them like stories about what's going on. No, no guys this week. You won't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> like two people killed themselves this week. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right. That's about as far as we can go for today. Yikes. 
Yikes. Maybe we'll wrap up with some miscellaneous oddballs uh, in this long journey of incarceration. But uh, glad you're out. See you guys. Love you, man. Peace.